Yeah, man, the Kinks. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, what a great song. What a rockin' jam. Huge fan of that one. I actually play that on the old guitar from time to time, Mike. Do you, you can play that? Oh, that's, dude, the Kinks have... The Kinks are like a... They're like just a, such a forgettable band. You like forget they exist. And then the song on the radio comes out. You're like, oh, what a jam. And then you, you look and it's the Kinks. Not you only know? that, they're the first band uh, to write a hilarious song about a man who dresses like a woman, dude. Yeah, that Lola, right? That's right, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Lola, I was going to play Lola. that first. I, was gonna, I literally had that, but then this song got recommended next, and I was like, oh, man. No, that's, Lola's a great jam, though. Well, and that's like their most, I guess, or uh, maybe most memorable recent commercial success but they have such an incredible catalog like you could literally go through their greatest hits and probably know every song it's and even the one like a lot of the names you don't think you know click it you're gonna be like oh my god that's this song <laughs> they, they had a huge influence on a lot of stuff that came after that in the 70s and 80s and so uh 60s 70s 80s so the case and we always talk about it dude just four guys playing music you know? I miss it so much. I just wish we could see more of that these days. You know, just the garage band yeah. coming at you. They look grungy. You know, that's great. <laughs> that's right. Oh, great call. You know, you know what they're really missing, though? Is one fat black chick and then a <laughs> dude in girls' clothing. <laughs> Yeah, no wonder we don't write them like we used to. <laughs> well, there's no, you can't, I think, get to the top or be in mainstream anymore if you're not connected. You know, like Billie Eilish, his parents are in all the industry stuff, and anyone who becomes a singer or in pop music, they're all connected through their parents some way, somehow. And. It feels like the 90s were really the last time when you could have a garage band hit the road, build a fan base, get lucky with a little airplay on a local radio station somewhere and just spread across the country and become famous. And then they're Oh, are you kidding me? That's every every, every day now on YouTube. On YouTube Oh, that's uh, a that's a different dude. Thing. There's a million guys. There's a million guys in Chicago right now. They're millionaires. You've never heard of them. They're just dudes with tattoos on their face that do like rap music. Oh, that's fantastic. Good for these fellas. Yeah. Wow. They made millions. They made <clears throat> millions just from uh, YouTubing. <clears throat> yeah. Hip hopping on the YouTube. Ah, they just talk about beating up women and shooting their rivals. So YouTube never cancels their videos. Of course, Mike. That's family entertainment. <laughs> Stuff the kids should be watching. You know, right. We get kicked off for talking about the vaccine. Look, uh, nobody needs to hear that the vaccine gives you myocarditis, okay? And if you have to talk <laughs> about it, well, then you got to get the hell out of here, sucker. And nobody should hear the fact that the uh, CDC today, quietly, without anybody noticing, just fucking added the COVID vaccine. To their schedule of vaccines. Yes, I... children and adults. <laughs> Explain in f a little further detail, if you can. I breezed over it a bit. You sent it to me a little bit last minute before um, the show, but I did kind of what caught my attention was the nearly 85% of adults in the U.S. Okay. have completed the primary COVID-19 vaccination series and, but this isn't political. This is in an, an article in Political is claiming eighty five percent of all adults have two shots. They got two shots. The, the CDC says at best sixty nine have one shot. Yeah, only a third have received a bivalent booster. Apparently, <laughs> so only thirty three percent of the public have gotten the bivalent booster. And then they claim that uh, just over 12% of the public remains unvaccinated. That's one out of eight. 
Is that a believable? No, one out of nine. Is that a believable uh, statistic? There, do you think? One out of nine people are unvaccinated. You you run into you run into nine people. Only one of them is unvaccinated. That, that's not what I see. And I live in a liberal fucking town. Right? I mean, uh, I have to say they had a report very recently here in Colorado that accidents, uh, car accidents through the roof, forty year high. Uh, not only the accidents, but also car-related or accident-related deaths on the highways, uh, highest in 40 years. I gotta say, I'm thinking the vaccines are playing a part, and I'm in a heavily vaccinated area. I could see about 90, uh, almost 90% of the population here being uh, at least one or two <laughs> shots. Judging on the traffic. Just the traffic alone. Just the traffic. Yes. I don't know. I see about one out of every nine cars driving normally these days. Yeah. Everybody well, else is zombified. <clears throat> Moving away from traffic. <laughs> I can't get my mind out of traffic, man. I'm obsessed. It's <laughs> killing me, baby. The CDC adding this to the schedule means now schools are going to require it for children. Three-shot program from uh, what I read. Is that correct? They, the CDC recommends for healthy children six months to four years, primary series of two doses, Moderna or Pfizer, monovalent COVID-19, followed by a third dose of bi- bivalent. So you get monovalent for two and oh, then a course. bivalent for third, wow. for third one. Nice. Kids 5 to 12, two doses of Moderna or Pfizer, followed by a bivalent. Oh, regular COVID. And then you give them the booster of just the bivalent. I like, I love how they're doing this as if it makes a fucking difference which shot you give them. None <laughs> of them work, right? They're literally laying this out as if there's literally a difference between the Pfizer BioNTech. And the Pfizer BioNTech monovalent and the Pfizer Bio- BioNTech bivalent. Stop. Just stop. That's incredible. Like, what are you saying to your doctor? Okay, so, Doc, uh, I get the first shot, and according to studies, uh, it offers me zero protection. And then I get the second shot. That one also gives me no protection. And then uh, when I get that third shot, which also gives me no protection, all this no protection, does it ever equal uh, protection, doctor? Well, no, but then you could go to school. Oh, nice. And I get to yes. keep my job, right? Sweet. All right. Shut up, sheep. Don't you watch your sucker? By the way, mRNA technology, should I be concerned that this is doing anything to my DNA or anything in my body? It sounds like you're thinking too much. I'm going to recommend the fourth shot. Oh, damn it. All right. I'll stop asking questions, except after gonna, this we, one. Uh... <laughs> we need to give you some strokes. <laughs> oh, you're going to put me on the Hamlin regimen. I see. Okay. No, dude, nice. this is the scariest part, right? That was for healthy children. So if you have a healthy child, you should jab him up three times. Right? Oh, yeah. For immunocompromised children, they recommend three doses of Moderna or Pfizer, the regular vaccine. Oh, as yeah. a primary series. Wow. For- and then you... <laughs> What's up? For something that doesn't affect children. Frank, these are immunocompromised children. This thing didn't affect anyone, any, anyone young. It, uh, this is not. I know, but maybe, but it might. We've entered such insane territory here with this. I can't believe they're going to give it to all the kids. Mike, are you going to finally agree with me? This is a eugenics program. They are killing people, man. Yeah. I'll ask I you. Mean, why are, do you know why I say this? Why are because- you? F- do you know who's going to have to do this? The kids going to public school. You know who goes to public school? Poor people. Poor kids. Do you that's think what the I, private institutions, about, do you think the charter schools are implementing this insane fucking poison program? No. The answer is no. The private schools are not forcing this on the kids no. because the parents will choose to go to one over the other because you put your money where your mouth is or where your shot is. The public schools are going to fucking do this to the poor kids you know what's crazy? This is a leftist agenda, and they're the ones who are supposedly the party for the poor and disenfranchised and the minorities and the BIPOC population, but these are the people, these are the kids who are going to have to take these shots. They're going to take these shots. These 
Shots are poison. They're going to cause issues. It's statistically proven at this point. They cause... Uh, Mike, what was the video I sent to Emma? It was a two-minute long video of uh, side effects that these shots cause. That's incredible. <laughs> like, it's incredible. It's, it's just an endless fucking cascading list of side effects that Pfizer... You know what I thought about when I watched cause. that the other... Dude, you know what I thought about when I saw that is... Those were only the side effects you could record in the three-month period you had to do the trial. Exactly. We have no idea what happens in five to ten years of taking this vaccine program. You're going to give it to little children. You're going to force them to take it. And we're forcing poor people to take it. That's the bottom line. So here is, this is the only uplifting note in the political article. Politico article. What a stupid name. (laughs) Over 90% of children six months to four years have not received a single shot. So it gives me a little bit of hope. Uh, congratulations, parents. You have some yeah, sense, us. some common sense. Thank you. That's beautiful to hear. Yes. But you know what I loved about the article? They said nearly 85% of adults have a shot. How, how, how come when it was a virus killing people across the nation... Impossible to track in real time. <laughs> CNN gave me a live number, up-to-date counter. Right? Oh yeah. Man. <laughs> but I how just... many shots have you given out? Of something you should be able to trace, considering every shot came with a barcode. Oh yeah, man. That one you're going to give me? That's ah, nearly 85. It's crazy. I thought you could trace... <laughs> What's crazy yeah. is, like, you're supposedly, you gave us cards where we're supposed to document these shots so that way it could be traceable to prove, right? So I could get my job or enter the country that I got these shots. But you're saying you don't have a database for it? You have no idea? You have no idea. No idea how many Nearly 85. But we all, we're going to round it to the nearest 5%. But the documentation, the literal writing down of these shots determined people's fucking lives, man. Yeah. But you don't have a. F- you didn't take the fucking time to database it. Fuck you guys. Frank, Frank, whoa, whoa. Frank, we were moving at warp speed. Oh, man. warp speed. That's right. How can you, I forget? Come on. Frank, oh, when you I'm move at idiot. warp speed, you know what I mean? You, you, you leave a couple things behind, man. That's right. I'm a fool. Okay. But, I'm mistaken. Man, we, were, we just had you in mind. It was for your safety. Mike, it's for you, not for me, for you. Come on, not for me. I'm fine. <laughs> Frank, it's for you. And your grandma. <laughs> oh, shit, man. They're poisoning the kids. Wake up. Wake up, people. They're poisoning the kids. It's unbelievable. Put your kids in private school. And if you can't afford private school, and your public schools are forcing the shot. Well, you got to homeschool, man. Move to Florida. <laughs> Yeah. Or home or ho- homeschool. I have a lot of I have some friends who homeschool. Uh they're big time on it. I know for a fact they were ahead of the curve here as far as um you know knowing what the deal was in the public school system and what they were indoctrinating the kids with and right away they just decided no thanks. We're going to do this uh in the we're going to do it locally. And I think that's yeah, I, I, what we got to do. Yeah, dude, I remember uh, <clears throat> before I left my old job, it was like one of my last jobs I went to was a lady. And she was, I wish I could see what she's up to now, but she was doing great. And she talked about how once COVID started, once the day they shut down the schools, she said, no, she started homeschooling. And she fell in love with doing it. Not only that, they realized, even when everything opened back up, with her homeschooling the kids, not having to worry about daycare and everything, and then plus now she's, <clears throat> now she's home, cook, able to cook, she's got more time to take care of the house, they could fire the, the, you know, the sitter, the house cleaner, you know what I mean? The I believe it's referred to as the help, Mike. <laughs> the help? That's what she, well, I don't want to say, but she's like, we realized we were saving so much money, I didn't even have to go back to work. Now the homeschooling, look, how did we, let's go back in time a little bit. You know, we used to just have these little schoolhouses and someone locally was just teaching Yeah, but back then we didn't, yeah, but it's different. I got you. We didn't have, back then we weren't teaching relativity, you know what I mean? Like kids nowadays know physics that you didn't learn until, 
you know, ju- uh, freshman year of college. Sure, but are we teaching physics in kindergarten or first grade? No, but if you're going to homeschool, dude, like in, uh, I forgot the one kid I saw, he was eighth grade, dude, and he's doing pre-cal. He's talking fucking logarithms and. And he was a homeschool uh, fella? No, no, that's just, that's just, the, that's just their level now. Oh, um, no, wow, no thanks. Thank God we went to school when we did. Oh, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. None of that I don't know pressure. If you know this, but, I don't know if you know this, but the smart kids were doing it, too. But now it's like every kid. Yeah, no, I'm glad I got to go through school at the time when I could be stupid but average and float, flow through on the average level. Well, see, see there's no, I love uh, what does Thomas Sowell <laughs> always say? There's no solutions, only trade-offs. Uh, that's right. And yeah. and the thing is, is like now this eighth grader, he can do, he could literally like do programming like it's nothing, and he's good at math, but he can't swing a hammer. Yeah, man. I don't know. I had a, I had a very um, experienced youth. I feel like I got to uh, just kind of do it my way, I guess. You know and. Whenever I look back on it, uh, I feel like it was a little less pressured than maybe what kids go through now. A lot of that, dude, we didn't, we didn't have the social media shit going on in our lives. We didn't have cell phones controlling us through high school. Uh, yeah, it was the big thing. Yeah. The pressure, no media. The, the pressure that that must uh, just weigh on to kids in high school or middle school. I cannot imagine the bullying that probably goes on in these... Uh, realms is just probably horrifying, and you know we were fortunate. Again, I'm saying we we got to go through the school system, the public school system. When do you even remember gay the pride flags or anything? I don't remember any of that going on. No, I remember. Yeah, they they maybe had on a the, minimal level the I, gay pride uh, parade. Yeah, I don't. Rem- I don't know. Also, I mean, you know, everybody knew about Boys Town back then. Like it was all. Here's the thing with me in high school as well, folks. Uh, I discovered this magical plant called marijuana, and then uh, all my memories they just <laughs> faded away. It's the best part about faded it. Faded yeah. away. Goodbye, memories. <laughs> it took away all my pain. All the and bad also my stuff memories. and some of the good stuff, but I remember a lot of the good stuff, or maybe a little bit. But <laughs> hey, nothing's good enough. To remember. <laughs> Better to forget it all. <laughs> but again, I just think there's a lot of pressure in school, public school system. Now, you know, dude, the woke stuff. You got to deal with, um, you know, not saying the wrong things. Now you have all the LGBTQLT sandwich community stuff. Then you got the COVID vaccine shit going on. Could you imagine going to school with the masking stuff and now is masking cool? Like all that nonsense, man. That's just Oh no, dude. I was talking to a girl in my class yesterday uh the other day. She it broke my heart, dude. She was literally breaking my heart. She was a senior. She started senior year fall of 2019. Oh wow. So yeah. So literally, come January, COVID hits, right? And she's a senior. So February, March, March, that's when everything starts, dude. Prom. Wow. You know what I mean? The fucking, all the things you look forward to as a senior. Everything your whole, you know, school career has led up to. They were at home. That's horrible. There was no school. There was no prom. There was no nothing. And then they just, that, I forgot what she said. They just went home, I think, in like January or February or something like that. And then that was just it. And then they got their diploma mailed to them. Like, that was just wow. it. For their, like, how terrible is that, dude? <laughs> there was yeah. no end. There's no closure. There was, you know what I mean? Like, that is, you guys just, you guys just stole, uh, a great moment from these people. You know what I mean? Like everybody knows that time in their life. Everybody remembers that time of their life, you know? Absolutely. Maybe man. you didn't even go to prom, but I remember ditching prom to go do mushrooms with my buddies.
Look, here's the possibility though. Some people were saved some sort of embarrassment, right? Sometimes prom could be a tough time. You could be at the, it's like the <laughs> biggest moment, biggest moment of your life. And uh, everyone's there, everyone you know, you're all dressed up, right? And all of a sudden, Mike, out of nowhere, you might feel like a little lightheaded, I guess, right? Senator John Fetterman is waking up in the hospital. The Pennsylvania Democrat who suffered a stroke back in May was taken to George Washington University Hospital yesterday after he complained of feeling lightheaded. A spokesperson says the 53-year-old is in good spirits, talking with family and staff, and according to initial tests, it does not appear he suffered another stroke. Doctors, though, observation and additional testing. Dude, dude, get this guy out of the Senate. Are you kidding me? You have to say another stroke? Get him out of here. Can we please replace him? He's a senator. There's only there's only so many of these people. Uh, well, he got a little lightheaded and he felt a little sleepy, so we tested him for a stroke. There was no stroke. Okay, great. Great? No, no, that's great. I'm really happy he's okay, but let me ask you something. Do you test every senator when they feel he- lightheaded? Do you test them for a stroke? No. No? All right, so maybe this guy shouldn't be in the Senate. <laughs> if you're that worried that he's going to have a stroke. <laughs> dude, I can't get over this. They elected a dude who's almost a vegetable, and then he <laughs> has he gets lightheaded. They have to take him to the hospital. He's a senator. This is horrible. Get him out of here. No, no, that's what I mean. It's either one of two things. Either it's like he's going to constantly have problems, or you guys are just so worried and overreacting. You know what I mean? Dude, that... Either way, the story doesn't look good, because his people no. are saying, like, no, no, <laughs> it was just precautionary. He just felt a little lightheaded. It's normal. Okay, but when I feel lightheaded, I go sit down. I don't rush to the hospital and get tested for a stroke. I will you know? never forget that voter they interviewed who said oh. they could wheel him on a hospital bed and I will still vote for him. They're, they are going to literally wheel this vegetable in uh, on To be a fair, it was him or Dr. Hospital. Hitler. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Oz. Yeah. Same, same. <laughs> it's going to happen. They're going to wheel this fucking guy who's going to be drooling, stroked out, and he's going to stick his hand out and vote thumbs down on something crucial to America. I guarantee you, dude. You know what you know what the Democrats need to do is invest in those double strollers, and then you could put Feinstein in one and uh, <laughs> Fetterman, Fetterman in the other. It's like one of the couple's bicycles, right? But uh, <laughs> yeah. but a stroller, but a you stroller. know, the double stroller. Yeah. Oh, the double stroller. Like the, like the oh, parents yeah. with kids. I got you. The stroller, oh, dude. You that's know? then you wow. can then you only have to pay for one guy to push them around. That's right, and you can fit them both with diapers, and everyone's happy. And then when it comes time to vote, the, the man that's pushing him around could just raise both his hands. A double stroller, dude. You know? <laughs> dude, you know I got I got you know what I saw I got used the other day? <laughs> the restraint chair. The okay. Yeah. In in CPS schools they have a restraint chair on every floor. Wow. And it's exactly what it sounds like. Like, when you're using prisons to restrain prisoners. <laughs> Is this, I'm imagining, like, a steel cage-like contraption with the muzzle from Silence of the Lambs. That's what I'm seeing. No, no, no. It's like, it's like, whoever invented it is a clearly a twisted fuck. Because it's like, <laughs> it just, it looks like kind of a workout bench where you would wow. do, like, an inclined bench press. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, absolutely. And then uh, imagine, like, the thing you would use for, like, a leg lift. You know how it's usually in the front? Yes. Imagine that behind the front legs. Wow. And then what they do is bend your knees and then put your foot over, like, your shin over it. Wow. And then you can't move until somebody actually pulls your leg out. Oh, so this is invented by John Podesta, I imagine, and the uh, Biden (laughs) crime family, I assume. And then there's a harness that that goes over your shoulders and it pulls you back to the bench seat, and then a strap that goes around your forehead, and then they tie the arm. There's a, like another bar that goes like your arms get wrapped around and then tied to it, and then it's got two wheels like a dolly. They just bend you backwards and uh, 
For our international listeners, we're describing a mechanism that they use for unruly children in the Chicago public school system. Uh, This is what it's come (laughs) to. We use medieval torture devices (laughs) to keep the kids in line. It's just... It's just to calm them down for a bit, you know, get them to the, <laughs> get them to a point where they can maneuver them out of the situation. Can they try yoga or meditation or it's just, just something a little less violent here? Well, that's why I like laugh when I watch TV and they're like, you know, most of these guys, you just, you don't need to send cops. You just need to send a social worker. Oh, of course. The, so- yeah. the, the social workers need a restraint chair for the children. What do you think the cops need for the adults? <laughs> Send someone in to talk about it. Yeah, these kids aren't talking. Oh, that's pretty wild stuff, yeah, dude. Yeah, the restraint chair. It actually got, I actually saw it got used. I see them all the time. I didn't think they got used. What's really funny is if you go to, like, the nice neighborhood. Oh, yeah. The thing still has, like, the wrapper on it. It's never been used. Because it's, like, on a wall. Like, it's got a thing. Like a, it's, it's like a fire extinguisher, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, imagine, like, a fire extinguisher never been used. The glass is still there. You know what I mean? Like, it's pristine. This chair's still wrapped. Everything's good. <laughs> but then you go to the bad neighborhood. It's not even on the stand. Sometimes the stand doesn't even exist anymore. It's worn off the wall. This chair is just like at the end of the hall, sitting there waiting to be used. There's like duct tape on the seat. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you, what the problem here is, what I'm seeing is a lack of diversity. And what you guys need is. Are you running for mayor of Chicago? <laughs> I think you guys need to diversify. I think you're right. Maybe get some laws implemented, uh, which they're trying to do. I don't know if you are uh, aware of what's going on in Texas, Mike, but Governor Abbott is pushing through or against di- diversification laws, which are, and I'm going to say it, or maybe he's saying it without saying it, but they're calling it a kind of racist. There are new laws that they got going on there. Texas Governor Greg Abbott's office is directing state agencies and public institutions to stop the use of diversity, equity, and inclusion policies during the hiring process. Texas Public Radio's Maria Navarro has more. In a memo to the head of the state's retirement system, Abbott's office writes that these DEI policies are in violation of state and federal employment laws and claims the use of diversity initiatives allows for the discrimination of certain demographics, but does not specify which groups. The memo also says state institutions should not hire candidates on factors other than merit. Public institutions use the policies to provide guidance for the fair treatment of historically underrepresented and marginalized groups. Don't you remember Martin Luther King? Abbott says the memo is meant to remind states. Don't judge him by his merit or his character. Are illegal. (laughs) Maria Navarro in San Antonio. Yeah. Whoa, whoa! You really rolled those R's, baby. I left it in there because I love her call at him. Navarro. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Got me like excited, man. Yeah, rare. <laughs> Mariana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. I already forgot what we were talking about, man. I'm turned on now. Ooh, oh, my uh, God. Yeah, I got to go, go do a tubing during the show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to go diversify my sex life in about 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so... This is crazy stuff. I've seen this um, through Emma. She was applying to a lot of jobs recently. They are big on asking questions about your race, ethnicity. And, you know, it's funny because you can just tell, like, especially in some of the descriptions for these job uh, sites, they're really big on the inclusivity. So you know that if you click the white thing... They're not even, they're not going to consider you. Yeah. And so I kind of, you know, I dig what this guy's doing. I, I like this a lot. I think this is, in effect, you know, he's kind of, uh, he's got his own Ron DeSantis thing going on here in Texas, you know, and as far as his well, stance just, on the it migrants. Can't be a one, then, I, it can't be a one way street, right? It, so, Illinois right now. If you're a black man who thinks you didn't get the job because you're black, you can sue. 
if I'm a white man who thinks I didn't get it because I'm white, they will laugh me out of the court. <laughs> That's right. No lawyer will take the case. I have no case. There Absolutely. is no law. There's no case. For sure. You so, know what I mean? Yes. And I do believe that what we have experienced here over the last few years is reverse racism. <clears throat> We've seen it on an incredibly public scale. The most egregious act that I could think of was Anthony Anderson demanding Jimmy Kimmel publicly scream his apology on live television. That was one that of was the more one of the more just obscene things I've seen. <laughs> Seriously, that and, but in my that stands out the most in my mind of you guys went too far. And by the way, yeah. Mike, you brought it up during the clip and you're right on the money. It's all I could think about was Martin Luther King and his speech. And what happened to judging a man not by the color of his skin, but by his character and who he was. And I just like implored how backwards we are now. How so far the pendulum has swung. It is total insanity. It's completely opposite of what we were raised on. <clears throat> you know, it was always the, the color of your skin is only skin deep, right? What matters is who you are on the inside. You're, literally, you're mad at the, go- the governor of Texas for saying he wants companies to only hire based on merit. Uh, that's how you get a better society. <coughs> yes. Right? Absolutely. When you hire based on sexual preference and skin color, you end up with the camel as the vice president <laughs> and Jean-Pierre as the spokeswoman for a failing administration. Yes, you, you look... Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The most <laughs> successful administration ever that nobody wants to continue. <laughs> you, Both sides, the only thing they agree on, they don't want Biden to run again. You also end up like Disney. You end up like all these companies who are failing miserably because they went woke, you go broke. Yeah, that was insane. So, that's where we're at, man. Pretty crazy stuff. What's going on in Texas, man? They're so racist. And you hear about Joe Rogan, man? That guy's a fucking anti-Semite. Mike, uh, he is Oh, uh, what's anti- that? He's had a thousand Jewish people on his fucking podcast. And he's... <laughs> I like... I like how you saw... I you I thought... I didn't think you looked at the docket, actually. So you, uh... You caught a glimpse, I see. Uh, and, once in a while. <laughs> and you saw that... I threw in a topic that I know you are hot on lately, which is the uh, rampant anti-Semitism that has just been going on in the podcast culture and anyone named Kanye and Kyrie Irving. And uh, another victim has come into play here, Mike. (laughs) It's really ironic because he said the N-word, so he's got nobody on his side. (laughs) I'm pretty shocked by this because he's, it's super, it's kind of retarded, and he's talking about Ilhan Omar, who I'm not a huge fan of at all in any way. So Joe Rogan is defending Ilhan and what she said, and because of that, he in, uh, is an anti-Semite now, and this is all very similar to, and I'm not kidding, um, Chris Matthews, I think is his name, Chris Harrison. He was the host of the Bachelor and Bachelorette series for like 25 years. He defended somebody who apparently was being accused of saying racist things. And he said, well, I think we need to, you know, take a look at both sides and, you know, take our time with it. He was then canceled for saying that, stripped of his uh, ownership of the Bachelor (laughs) thing, like totally cast to the cornfield. You know, it was unbelievable. Of course. I just, I feel like it's the same thing here. I love how the news tried to play it. This is beautiful. It's like uh, the association game. It's so retarded, and, and Joe Rogan is, in my opinion, impervious to this kind of stuff. So we'll go down this road. The podcast host, Joe Rogan, is now facing criticism after he pushed the anti-Semitic trope that Jewish people are, quote, into money. Here's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Omar, where she's uh, she's apologizing for talking about it's all about the Benjamins, yeah, which is just about money. She's right. talking about she money. She shouldn't have apologized. She, that I mean, was I'll not. That's not an anti-Semitic it. statement. I don't think that is. It's about Benjamins or money. You know, the the idea that Jewish people are not into money is ridiculous. Listen, that's like saying uh, Italians aren't into pizza. It's <laughs> f- 
stupid. <laughs> CNN media analyst and Axios media reporter Sarah Fisher is joining us now. Sarah, I mean, what are people saying about that moment? People are outraged, but at this point, people outraged. are kind of getting used to this being a pattern with Joe Rogan. This isn't the first time that That's he's defended pattern. people who've made anti-Semitic remarks. Obviously, he's now coming out and making them. I think people are frustrated that Spotify hasn't said anything yet, but historically, they take their time to respond to these things. But you talked to Daniel Eck, who's the CEO of Spotify, about this. What do he say? Not about this specifically, but about, but about these issue. bigger issues. Sure, this is something that Spotify's been talking about for a long time. How do they think about There's a gem in this clip, Mike. It's coming up. He doesn't sound the same, but there's a lemon in this one. Content yeah. moderation, because they're not the same as Google and Facebook. They're a different kind of platform. Ultimately, obviously, they'll say that they care a lot about safety. But remember, they're a Swedish company. So they think about these things and how they play out in the U.S. a little bit differently. The one thing that distinguishes Spotify and Daniel from other tech CEOs is they take their time. You're not going to see some sort of rushed policy implemented today. They'll probably come out and condemn these remarks. Maybe they'll throw a misinformation yeah, we know about label. The Swedes. And then really presumably like everything you. will just move on. I'm not saying that that's what it should be, but that's what's happened in the past with Joe Rogan. Yeah, I can talk a little bit just quickly about that because you said they'll just throw up a, a label on it. That's what happens. Like these streaming sites now uh, where you you know, have to pay for the site. It's sort of the wild, wild west where you can say oh. what you want. There are no standards and practices, and really, you don't have to answer to anyone. So basically, I, this probably will not hurt Joe Rogan, and everyone will just sort of move on from this. It's definitely not going to hurt Joe Rogan. It's not going to hurt Spotify. They do. Hey, have hey Don, policies, let me talk to you. You're right. Sorry, real quick here. Hey, come here, buddy. Let me talk to you real quick. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to put your opinion in on everything. You got it. If you got nothing to say, just sit there and look pretty, buddy. You're fine. You're fine. He's a little nasty. You have to say something. <laughs> it's obvious you got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Joe Rogan, anti-Semite. <clears throat> yeah, man. And did you love the end here? They're saying, like, well, and no, nothing will happen because of this because... Joe Rogan doesn't care about our outrage, and so um, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, so there's like... no repercussions. Yeah, if you don't care, there's no repercussions. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Uh. It's like so fucking hilarious. It's they're admitting live, like, so we're outraged, and we're just going to continue being outraged. And Joe Rogan's never going to apologize, <laughs> and nothing's going to happen, and we're just going we're what? outraged. What will be the result? What will be the result, Tim? <laughs> Didn't you hear? We all told him we are very disappointed. <laughs> We're outraged. <laughs> outraged. He has outrage coming his way. <laughs> not, not from his 100 million subscribers, but he has outrage from 50 people on Twitter. We all wrote very angry tweets. All at him. Hashtag Joe Rogan. All under 240 characters. <laughs> I just, I'm loving this now. Woke culture has realized at this point they're screaming into the void. They have a small minority supporting them, and everyone has just been like, all right, whatever. You're, you're upset. You're aggrieved. We understand. Can, can we, I ask you something, though? How did you take what he said? I, so I heard it on the podcast. I, I really love Crystal and Sagar. Like, I love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love listening. I love breaking points. Uh, so I listened to it that day it came out. So I I actually heard it live. Didn't even th- I, I didn't even remember it. And then the right. next day I saw all the outrage because I took it as I took it as saying Jews don't like money is like saying Italians don't like pizza because obviously Italians like pizza. Everybody likes pizza. It's, and pizza isn't even really Italian. You and, know what I mean? And it's, it's a cartoonish stereotype. It's, and I was like, I kind of took it as like, yeah, okay, Jews obviously love money because everybody loves money. Do they love it more than everybody else? No, everybody just loves It's just a fun, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Okay, so here is what I take from it, the faux outrage, which is... Lately, everything is anti-Semitic. And the reason is, five seconds ago, everything was racist, white supremacist. But 
that was played. Because mm. if everything is racist, nothing is. Right. And so they had to move on. And do you remember what they moved on to? It was, it was blacks, and then it went to Asian hate. I, I, it literally became a joke where you like you would say something and you just be like, oh yeah it's because I'm racist. I'm not making and everybody up. would laugh. You know, like it literally became a racist became a joke. They're moving through the races. So 2020 was the black race, and then they did Asian hate in 2021. <laughs> Asian, yeah. They did 2021 was the AAPI. Everyone was obsessed with the Asian. Problem with Asians is you can't care about them because there's too many. <laughs> it didn't make sense and it, it just didn't yeah. stick. But they. I'm correct on this. That was 2021's thing or whatever. Or 20, right? 2022, maybe. And then this year, now they're going with the anti Semitic stuff. It's a spillover with the Kanye shit. Have you noticed that? They dropped the <laughs> Asian hate stuff. It, I just think, uh, again, we were talking about like, uh, there aren't the cops, like, there aren't as many cops as people want to believe. Getting up in the morning, be like, I'm gonna go out there and kill somebody. You know, yeah. <laughs> like that's just a black like, man, right? I'm gonna find a black man and kill him. And when they try to push all these kind of ideas of r- specific racist I- attacks and I- and whatnot, it just doesn't really seem right. <clears throat> the anti semite thing they've been pushing, it kind of faded because originally because the Kyrie thing didn't make sense, and they tried to link it with Kanye. Kanye's gone. Now, it seems like they're trying to pin this thing on Joe Rogan. They keep bringing it up. It doesn't stick. Just like the Asian thing didn't stick. Just like after a while, BLM started to seem like a scam. It seems like you guys are constantly race baiting and scamming us. That's the, yeah, that's that's the deal the here. And that's what it feels like. I don't think anyone's buying it anymore. Everyone's nah, like, no thanks. Good, yeah. No thanks. Even the people, the, the, even the race groups. Dude, I, there was an article. To, or, uh, I, I love Democracy Now. We clipped it earlier. She did something about Hispanics and called them the Latinx community. And They're I, still doing I it. I was just like, come on, dude. They've uh, done like give it up. polls for years now. Like, Latino people hate that word. <laughs> like they, they find it kind of derogatory. Actually, like you got to stop using it. What yeah, but Juan doing? Gonzalez says it. So it's so insane. Like, why must you stick so hard to this? Like, is it possible people don't want to see each other based on our race or our skin color? Is it possible maybe we want to see past that and see each other as humans who are just trying to fucking survive? Frank, are you talking about judging people based on the, the character? <laughs> it's just such an insane idea to You're keep talking about pushing. judging people based on their character and not the color. That sounds racist. I Haven't think, you heard of Martin Luther King? I think they're just running out of racist tropes. That's what's going on here. The media is just <clears throat> run, and they're recycling through the old ones. No, it's not even that. The, the problem they're having is you need, the, you need that race. To, to grab the torch and run with it. You know what I mean? Like, when the <laughs> black people had their moment, they took that torch and they ran with it. The pro- you know, uh, when, I get, when you yeah. started pushing for Asian hate and everything, even Bobby Lee, the comedian, was like, this is bullshit. I was on Mad TV 30 years ago. <laughs> know. Like, you know, like, Asians are fine in America. <laughs> you know? Yes, and I really believe the issue is the reason why there's so much push on the divisions of based on race, because that's simple, it's easy. And it diverts our attention from the fact that the true division is wealth. And the wealthy Absolutely. are getting wealthier by the day, and the poor are getting poorer, and the cities are getting shittier. And Dude, that's the Theo Vaughn joke. It's the best joke ever. He said, if I enslaved your family and profited off of your ancestors and I stole all of your generational wealth why would I move into the same neighborhood as you? Yes. I don't know where it went but I don't have it. You know what I mean? Like I'm with you. (laughs) We're in the same school. We're in the same neighborhood. You know what I mean? 
We're both playing the same outdated system. What do I always say, Mike? If I've interacted with you today, we're in the same boat. We're not in in the big club. (laughs) If I interacted with you today, I smelled worse than you. It was my first job. I got covered in sewage. So I'm not doing better than you. I promise that. Yes, dude, it's a big club. We're not in it, but do you know who <laughs> Do you know who is, dude? Our boy. Daylight revealing the aftermath of the latest Russian strike on Kharkiv. A missile hitting a public park in the middle of the night. Another missile hitting an industrial ready, facility, people. according to the governor. The strikes oh, no. coming just He's hours crying, before dude. President Zelensky made a surprise visit to the UK. Only his second trip outside Ukraine since Russia's invasion began almost one year ago. Russia will lose. Who's winning this war? What's going on here? I don't know. Even that, 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 even that applause was, was, wasn't it, convincing. You're, you're in person in the UK. You don't have a suit? No one could tailor you a suit? You're in London. What's I going know, on? You're you not on the battlefield. You're wearing the sweatshirt? The, the, the plane ride alone in your private <laughs> jet was eight hours. You couldn't put a suit on? Like, why the fucking army regalia sweatshirt, dude? Enough! Wear the suit! You're a fucking statesman! What are you doing? You know why? No, you know what? We can't make fun of him. <laughs> I feel really bad for him. Poor Zelensky. As, as the death toll of that earthquake rises, his relief is just plummeting. Did you see we're sending them, like, $65 million to the... <laughs> To the recovery? Was that the, the, is that the not, change you found in the room after you cleared it out for Zelensky's payoff? It was a roll of bills that Hunter used to snort some coke, and then he just uh, <laughs> threw it in an envelope, <laughs> tossed it in a fucking Ziploc bag, and sent it on UPS over uh, to the uh, Turkey, victims. we'll give you this, but you gotta, uh, you gotta wash it first. When I saw the fucking headline for the money, we agreed that Biden's like, oh, don't worry, we're sending you some relief. It was seriously hilarious compared to the endless stream of billions of dollars we're sending to Ukraine. The money we sent to Turkey was less than Joe Biden's cut of the (laughs) Ukraine money. (laughs) You know what I mean? Joe Biden personally got more money than Turkey. It's, it's so funny. I mean, it's sad. It's so, That's so sad. sad. Like we, dude, they're talking about all this bullshit. So fuck you, dude. So many people died from this earthquake. Oh, the numbers keep going. I, when it happened, and they were showing the live footage, like a day or so into it, I, I turned to them and said, "I, you know, th- I guarantee we're gonna look at six figures here at some point." Oh, you're going to hit it eventually. Dude, all the buildings that collapsed, it was 4 o'clock in the morning. People are just sleeping and they're fucking... That's literally what I I keep saying. It's not like these people escaped in seconds. It doesn't happen when the building collapses. I went went down this crazy rabbit hole, right? And I was just thinking, like, earthquake is definitely the worst disaster. Oh, yeah. It's the worst disaster. There's no warning. When it happens, it happens. And I was thinking, like, even the name of it has the word Earth. You know what I mean? Like, it's literally the Earth. Yeah. Like, what do you do? So I went down this rabbit hole of, like, all right, because everybody was talking about you got to go outside in an earthquake. You have to get out of the building, anything, any kind of built structure that you're in. But then, that dude, there's, you could find all these examples where, no, that, that it doesn't matter. Because there's examples where people left the building, but then there was like a landslide. And actually the way the building fell, it was like the people that were in it were safe. Wow. So, dude, it's like, when when it comes to an earthquake, remember like California had that earthquake and the highway fell? Yeah, man. And then I was thinking like, okay, because, you know, we live in in the middle uh, of 
Midwest, so it's like I, I know, dude. Something happens. Something crazy starts happening. My first instinct: if I'm in a basement, I'm gonna go run to like the support beam. You know, right? And what? Well, why is it. that actually? Because because if the house collapses, that beam is strong, right? And the beam will most likely hold the weight. And you want to actually like the trick is really to be encapsulated in a in a space within the rubble. You know. Right. Which is what happens if you could get to like a, the the pillar, you know? Right. But then I was re- and that's why I was like, but then I started reading about it. It's like, dude, that only works here because it's a it's a tornado. It's the wind. It's not the fucking earth. The thing holding up the pillar you're holding on to is the earth. Yeah. What do you do when that moves? <laughs> you know what I mean? So now what ends up happening is that beam you thought was gonna protect you just falls on you. Wow. There's literally nowhere to go. There's literally nowhere to go. Also, how do you run when the earth below your feet <clears throat> is shaking? It's moving. And then they talked, I was reading this thing about like, this, it could hit this resonance where like there's a vibe, the, the earth is vibrating and like, thing, like the, it becomes like almost fluid. That's why you get these landslides. The earth fluid. is literally like becomes like almost a liquid. It liquefies the land. It's not a liquid. Like you're not wet, but it's like the vibrations break everything up. That's why I was like, okay, well maybe what if you go to like a tree? And the, here's the thing. They said trees do not fall during an earthquake unless you're in a zone where the where the actual earth moves because then the tree's got nothing to hold on to. Yeah, and I, <laughs> this is crazy because I can actually envision the liquefaction <clears throat> example. You're saying the Earth is trembling in a way, in a manner that you're essentially <clears throat> on waves of land. Like well, that's you, what that shock wave is. Is oh, just like a wave in the ocean. It's that it's that wave go. It's that energy going through the Earth that's literally causing a wave. You know what I mean? That's how much yes. energy it is. Oh, that's so wild to think about and to envision and to s- maybe if it's happening over and over again, especially with aftershocks, that's actually what was oh, that's, so... Yes! That's yes. what was so bad with this one is the aftershocks really messed people up. And uh, Because now you're outside, the buildings are falling, the fucking ground is liquid, like what the fuck, dude? Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> Where do you go? Where do you go? Where do you go? That's I don't mean to laugh. I'm not laughing. I was like, dude, it's like the. I just, I never thought about. It. You know what? It made me think because I was thinking of what we talked about the other day with with the Earth stopping, and that's I was right. like, dude, an earthquake. That, that's like literally just as bad. That is, that is what. It, that's got to be the worst thing we face. Earthquakes. Right? You're you're thinking that is the calamity that humanity is just uh, a victim to and has absolutely. No control over the situation and no chance no at really handling it. You just have to literally ride the wave of disaster. You have nothing. There's literally nothing you can do because e- that's why that was. I started looking at like, especially in LA after a certain after that one earthquake. So everything built in LA has to be up to earthquake code and everything. Right. But but even that code, it's only up to a certain magnitude because you get to this point where. Okay, this building is being stabilized. You know, all right, we put it on a, we put it on an air. The whole building is actually on these airbags, so that when the ground moves, the building stabilizes from a weight up top that's swinging on a gyroscope. And it's like, all right, that's great. But the base that's holding those airbags, when that just completely goes away, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. Crazy. So th- that's why all we could really do is build things to withstand the, um, like the shock and the tremble. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the area where like the actual Earth moves, that's there's nothing you can do. It's, it's a, insane. It's a really kind of wild image to paint in your mind and maybe to plant your feet there in the moment. I truly can't imagine it. Uh, fully, no. but uh, you know they do predict that that big earthquake is supposed to happen in California, where it 
knocks off the chunk of the island, and we get that sweet movie starring Russell Crowe. Oh, uh, Snake Blitzkin. Yeah, Snake Blitzkin enters the scene, man. He's got to rescue oh, the president's daughter, man, for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting a long time for L.A. to break off and become a prison colony. <laughs> New York is practically there, Manhattan. Pretty much it, yeah. I mean, that movie was right on the money. You blow up the bridges, we don't know the difference. <laughs> oh, that's right, dude. Hey, speaking of which, uh, with bridges and what have you, how's Lori doing? I was reading today, she's pretty much out. Like, they are fully predicting she's done for in Chicago. Yeah, I don't know. You can't, you can never, uh, in Chicago, in Chicago, uh, the unions are backing her. I know the plumbing union is. Damn it. So, pretty sure the teachers' unions are. So, you can't really go against the unions. But uh, it's hard to say. I think the white guy's going to win, to be honest with you, fellas. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know he's, you know he's going to win because the other day on the news, they did this. They spent 10 minutes on like his back history. You know, he's a white man, but he's got some culture. All right, nice. So, culture like Italian culture or oh, American? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's really funny because I've heard it from both sides. I've heard white people talk about how, like, you know, they say white, but yeah, you know, there's a difference between the Italians, the Irish, <laughs> the French, right? It's not like we're all just black, like the blacks, you know. And you're like, well. You know, a Jamaican and a Moroccan are totally different. Like, <laughs> Go talk to Dusty Baker of the Astros, who commented on the fact that there were no African Americans playing in the World Series last year. Yeah, it's so stupid. But there were plenty of uh, black players, if you will. Yeah. So yeah, they... you, know, you know what I mean, though. It's like, dude, that's that's why the whole thing. That's why the whole argument is stupid because. Split, you know? Splitting hairs on the race or the ethnicity is. But whenever uh, you call somebody black or white, like uh, the, the black can be broken up into so many different cultures that have nothing to do with each other, and a lot of them hate each other. You know. Yeah, man, absolutely. And which is also Same. true with white people. I dislike oh. most white people, regardless of their uh, ethnic. <laughs> the people I hate the most are white. <laughs> That's right. They bother me the most on a regular basis. <laughs> uh, mostly Ukrainian. I just can't stop thinking about how much money we send them. We sent you guys $100 billion. You can't figure out how to fucking park in the street when you go to fucking church. We did, we did five. How much of that money? How much money they got that money can we take and do a fucking driving ed class for the Ukrainians in Chicago? <laughs> it's fucking God. You're not in Ukraine. We drive on the right. And when you fucking park, you park so that you don't take up four spots. I don't care that you're in your Mercedes, the fucking SUV Mercedes, you fucking... You look like a fucking in the tight short shorts. Get out of here with your fucking pumpkin head. And put your chest in. You're not impressing anybody with your Mercedes. Your tight shorts. Your loafers. There's every fucking Ukrainian going to this church. Ah, uh, Russia. I mean, Putin, please, help me here. <laughs> no, Take he, time from controlling our economy and just bomb a church or two. If he know? keeps pushing forward, more of them will move to Chicago. We got to tell him to hold, you know, put the brakes on, hold up. Uh, according to the news, Putin's practically at our border. He's taking over the world. <laughs> got, I don't know. I can't to- <laughs> tell. One day, one day Zelensky's in Moscow or Putin's in Chicago. I can't tell which way this war is going. <laughs> we got there five seconds of that clip. It, it literally all depends on what they're trying to sell me at that moment. Not even that day, at that moment. <laughs> Putin's either in Chicago, taking over America, gotta start World War Three, or this third-rate army in Ukraine has pushed him all the way back to Moscow. I can't tell. <laughs> I swear to God, he's all over the and, world. And he's been money. dying of pancreatic cancer for five years. <laughs> can't tell. Like, which is it, man? who's winning this shit what's going on why do we have to keep selling billions of dollars to this war if we say f-16 abrams tanks what in the meantime we send fucking pocket this is all because you're winning the war what do we have to send you when you start losing the war 
have to ship the whole White House. Well, that's when we send the soldiers, right? So that's when happen. Nancy goes back and just shows them their tits. You know? <laughs> ben Stiller, win- Stiller wins him over with his acting ability. <laughs> we got to send over Sean Penn and another Academy Award. Stat. This is what to, be fa- to be fair to Ukraine, we are not sending our best. <laughs> Some might be good people. Some might be good people. But... We're not sure. So far in actors, you got Ben Stiller and Sean Penn. <laughs> definitely, definitely not our best. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. Well... We're winning and not winning at the same time. We got to send more money there, and we're going to send a uh, chump change uh, over to the massive disaster in Turkey. See, see Turkey, <laughs> your biggest mistake of this earthquake is you didn't bribe Hunter before it happened. <laughs> you should have. Found- I hope this was lesson learned. <laughs> what needs to happen for Turkey to get some funding is they got to discover a couple uh, laptops in the rubble.